lot of people are lonely. They need interaction. They need the support. A lot of people out there do not have it. A lot of these people do go to these in-person events, but they're headed by pharmaceutical companies. By So their complaint is that when they go to these events, they only talk to people at their table. They don't have the opportunity to mingle and talk to others because someone's trying to sell you this. Someone's trying to get you to join that. So that was basically the starting concept of what we wanted to do, the in-person events without the sales tactic. It was just for MS people to speak to MS people and to have a good time with MS people. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses, but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it. I'm your host, Edie Sahesian. I was diagnosed in 2015 with multiple sclerosis. I've learned a lot about MS in myself over the past few years, but the most important thing I realize is that I am going to live my best life. MS and other autoimmune diseases tend to be a bit of a bummer if we let them. So why not battle back by finding our joy? You know that expression, two heads are better than one? Well, what about a whole group of people together working toward the same goal? Teamwork is important because it enables the sharing of ideas and experiences. In fact, different perspectives are encouraged and valued. Have you ever been on a team like that? You know, the high-functioning team that celebrates each other's success and builds each other up? I believe the key to effective teamwork is having a real purpose, one that the entire team has a focus on. Everyone is equally invested in this purpose, a team where all of those involved have a personal stake in the outcome that's measuring success. When the goal is to help each other, those dealing with the same stuff, you know, us MSers, How could there not be a personal investment in the outcome? Lily and Darren are here today. They are champions of the team MS Friends United, joining forces to make a difference. They are not afraid to ask and answer questions, no matter how personal. Their shared goal is to empower those living with MS to live their best lives, which you know we love. We love all those thrivers, and they want to inspire positive change. This team also fosters comfort through social companionship via virtual and in-person events. Lily and Darren know that it is key to ask for help from people that have traveled the same road as them. Let's chat it up with Darren and Lily. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thanks for having us. Yes. I'm excited because MS Friends United is just getting underway, and we want to get the word out there. I know you have some things established already that pre the formation of the corporation or a nonprofit, I guess it is. Um So we want to hear about that whole journey and your process to get here. But first, will you share with us your diagnosis? Lily, if you'd go first, what that was like for you. And then Darren, we want to hear all about you too. 
well, I've been officially diagnosed a little bit over a year, so I'm still a newbie in this, but I feel like an old soul as well at the same time because of all the information that I've learned and support that I've got, I've received from other MSers. I have relapsed remitting. I went from being a very physically active person. I would go hiking for miles every day. I was an outdoors person to all of a sudden I couldn't walk. It came on gradually and I should have known that I've had it for a while because things would come and go. Very odd things happening with my body. But the, I guess my first relapse was back. It started in November 2020. And I didn't get diagnosed until May 2021 because that March is when I couldn't walk. I was at Universal Studios with my two little ones and I've been there a thousand times and we're going on the rides and all of a sudden I started walking very funny and I couldn't keep the strength of my legs. And my little ones insisted, you need to go to see the doctor. Something's wrong. So again, I did go to the doctor for the thousandth time and um, he thought it was, he gave me muscle relaxers. Like it's not, there's something wrong. So then after that, I thought I had a herniated disc because of the way I was walking. And I was also having what was an MS hug, I learned later on. So I went to Biospine and I saw a doctor there and I said, something's wrong. He took an x-ray. He goes, just fine, it's fine. But let's do some, let's take an MRI. And he's the one who found the lesions in my spine and my brain. And he sent me to the right doctors. He goes, this is who you need to go see. So within the, within days, I was already at the next doctor in Moffitt. He actually sent me to Moffitt for the diagnosis. And there they did the testing. They did the spinal tap. And that's who officially diagnosed me. And from there, they sent me to USF Health. So that's where I go now. And the doctors there go, you're going to see this MS specialist, this neurologist, no one else. And that's... Who I see now, and she's been a godsend. They've all been a godsend. They set me down the right path to the right people and made a difference with the medicines. And my doctor's phenomenal. It tells me what to take, what not to take, what to do, what not to do. She's great, and there's constant communication. So that's why I feel good. And I feel good because of the support, the support system out there of meeting other people as well. And that's how my journey with this started, which is a completely different story, but it has to do with people. (laughs) (laughs) That's my story. (laughs) No, getting in touch with the right people, whether it's doctors or peers is the most important. Everybody in our community will say that over and over again. Lily, before we have Darren share, I just wanted to ask you when your initial major relapse happened, you're at Universal, like you said, with your two daughters, What happened? You just couldn't walk anymore? What was that like? And what were you going through? If you've ever seen those zombie movies, I looked like one of those walking zombies. (laughs) My legs were collapsing. I had to hold on to everything. My poor daughter, I was holding on to her arm. And she literally had bruises on her arm by the end of the day. But she went out and they both got me one of those walkers or whatever, those carts that they rent. And she goes, you okay. need to sit down. But me, I'm like, no, let's go on the next ride. And they're like, no, mom, you need to sit down. You can't do this anymore. And I knew I was feeling off that day because my legs were numb when I got there. Okay. But my legs are numb every day. So it was something that I got used to. I spoke to the doctors about it before and they always came up with some excuse. Oh, your pants are too tight. Oh, you're wearing the wrong shoes or you're doing too much. It was always an excuse as to why my legs were numb and I'm going, something is wrong. So when I got to Universal Studios that morning, my legs were numb. And by afternoon, I just 
the weakness. That's, I couldn't walk. I mean, I was able to walk, but it took all my strength. I had to hold myself up. It was a struggle. I bet the fatigue was setting in yeah. in that instance too. So you said you had relapsing remitting. Yeah. So have you regained the numbness uh, has gone away? Have you regained your ability to walk? What is that yes, like for yes. you now? I, I walk fine for the most part, okay. unless it depends on the day. If it's too cold, I can't. I've never lost my ability to walk the way I did during that relapse. Again, I struggle to walk. I do limp. I can't, my, I have a problem with my right leg, so I do drag it. And I think it's because I have drop foot there. So I kind of change the way I walk a little bit and I put heel first so that I, I don't trip over my feet. So I kind of think about that. I go to physical therapy. They, so they taught me a lot about balance. I find it phenomenal going to physical therapy. But I have the numbness every day. Not all day long. Mostly at night. When I get up from a, a, a sitting position from, for too long, I... It takes me like a few steps. I'll limp for a few steps and then I'm fine. It's okay. very weird. I can't even describe it. One day I'm walking fine and the next day I look up like I'm drunk, you know? <laughs> this, you know yeah, yeah. The only way I can it's like that it. phantom. You never know yeah. when it's going to come get you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it sounds like though you're in your first year mm -hmm. and you're really trying to figure out what this feels like. Mm -hmm. Aaron, when were you diagnosed and what was that like for you? It was two and a half years ago. and. Okay. But I, five years ago, I had optic neuritis and they started looking for it then. And they kept seeing little tiny spots in my brain. They told me that was, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a smoker. And they told me that could be from smoking. So hmm. they just, they kept an eye on it, you know, and my eye has never got totally back to normal. It's just... It's like a mirror image, but it, it I can see out of it. But anyway, they, they kept kept an eye on it. My leg, I started having leg trouble, foot trouble when I was diagnosed. And then my foot was going numb. I, was, I had been going to a chiropractor for six months. And they just would not diagnose me with it. They just, I don't know. It, doctors know nothing about it. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> But they finally, they started doing some more MRIs and stuff. And yes, my lesions had grown. And I, and I, it's, I had, I think I had four in my brain, one on my spine, but they were pretty good sized lesions. And they finally diagnosed me with MS. But that was, it's basically my walking because that right leg is my problem. And Mm -hmm. My eyesight, I'm not, it's never going to be fully back to what it was. But You're not at a hundred. No. Yeah. But other than that, I can't, I drag my foot. Basically like Lily, we walk, if we walk somewhere together, we look the same. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> But, um, that's kind of, that's kind of like, I don't know. That's the part of the teamwork. I don't know if yeah, that is yeah. true or not, but. <laughs> Relapsing, remission. That's what I have. And, you know. Yeah. It's, and so you guys live close enough to each other that you can't know. I, okay. So I thought you lived in Montana or something. I live in Missouri. Darren. I live in Missouri. Missouri. Okay. <laughs> so, but you're here together. What is yeah. going on? Well, we've got the organization, organization together. Stuff. 
funny. So tell me more about that. So MS Friends United. So I noticed that MS Friends United is MSFU. Is that purposeful? No, no, <laughs> no. That was the best coincidence that I ever saw. Um, so <laughs> I was writing something and it was, I was actually just writing the acronyms to something. I go, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This was a great acronym. <laughs> So how did this come about? How did you guys get together and what does this look like for you guys moving forward? I want the whole spiel. Basically, uh, Lily just took it over. I, mean, I basically asked her she knew. He came up with the concept of I, doing things. Yeah. And it started out off with the groups that we belong to. We do okay. the Zoom socials and everything. And we have met some incredible, it's inspiring people in these groups. So back out, back up from that. Mm -hmm. Tell me what groups are you talking about? Where we find these groups? What is the association with you guys in the group? Okay. So one of the groups is MS Warriors that we belong to. Um, Okay. This is on Facebook? No, they're not through Facebook. We met them through my MS teams. Okay. My MS team. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's how it all started. And that's how we, Mm -hmm. that's how we all met actually. Yep. It is. The big of us so okay and, and you read what people post out there and i know it's coming out of the covid era era where socialization is kind of buff so they decided to do a zoom social so i was part of that ms warriors zoom social and it took off and mike who's the one who led that you know we helped him he did it. He posted it out there on Teams. Got this big email list going with people interested. And that's how it started with that. Again, so then doing that, and I'll be honest with you, if I wasn't a part of that, I don't know where it would be because, you, again, I met amazing people on there that they're no longer friends. They're more like family. And getting the advice of what to do and how to listen to my body and listen to what I need and learn what the signs are and learn what my triggers are, I learned that through listening to people to advice from people, from others. That's how I did my, decided to go on Oprah's because how do you feel on it? You know, I, I needed to hear how do you feel? How does it make you feel? And I love that. I love the way people are willing to share their experiences and their problems, the tears, the laughter, everything. It's amazing. So from that, again, we met so many people and a lot of people are lonely. They need interaction. They need the sport. A lot of people out there do not have it. A lot of these people do go to these in-person events, but they're headed by pharmaceutical companies. By So their complaint is that when they go to these events, they only talk to people at their table. They don't have the opportunity to mingle and talk to others because someone's trying to sell you this. Someone's trying to get you to join that. So that was basically the starting concept of what we wanted to do the in-person events without the sales tactic. It was just for MS people to speak to MS people and to have a good time with MS people. And have you guys started this process, Darren? What has this been like so far? Well, we haven't really. I mean, yeah, this is now we're, it's, we're just, yeah, we're just getting started and we are, we're planning on having a first get together in Colorado. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm there. I got to know when it is. I'm coming. Because that's awesome. I want to go there so bad. Okay, keep going. I don't mean to interrupt. Anyway, I mean, we have 
we have several that would come that's in Colorado, mm-hmm. and we that's why we decided to start there. It's probably going to be around. You know, we're thinking about Colorado Springs. I mean, it's and that would kind of a neutral place, and we're hoping to have that very soon. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're starting the going out and looking for donations process sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, okay. We, all right. You know, we're just getting started. So, right. you know. So we're in the beginning stages, yes. right? So and this is a real beginning. grassroots effort with right. people from our community right. that just want to get together, have a support system, mm-hmm. and start building without any kind of agenda, Correct. right? Absolutely. So... So what is it, what would this look like if we came together? What is your vision for what the community would evolve to? Just inspiring people to get out there and meet others. Don't be afraid to talk and ask questions. We're all in this together. You can laugh, scream, cry. <laughs> We're there for you. And we all need that. We really all need that. No matter how strong we are, no matter how weak we are, we need that. We need each other. And there's other things we want to do as well. Eventually, we want to see it grow. We have other ideas as well. And that's assisting people with, if they have a wheelchair and they need a wheelchair ramp built, we can get the community involved to build that wheelchair ramp for their home and make it accessible for them. So it's beyond just socialization. And we do that with our Zoom that we have through the Facebook one, which is great. It's great. And again... We have so many people who join, and it's fantastic. We always have new ones, yep. and I love when the new ones come on, the new, newly diagnosed, because they that's when you see the teamwork, and they all join together, and really, they, these people come on crying because they're so scared, and by the time they leave there, they thank us up and down for the support, and it's amazing to see everybody come together. That's all I can say, and what's great is that our board members on, are from these the Zoom that we do. So, so tell me a little bit more about that. So that's through your Facebook group. Yeah. What is that? How often does it happen? Do you guys have topics? What is the framework of the conversation? We do it twice a week. They do. They talk about whatever they want to talk about. There's no agenda. Anything. There's no. So. <laughs> yeah. There's no syllabus. We just go as. <laughs> that's what they need. So they need people to talk. are just sharing their feel. Yeah. <laughs> We don't even talk about MS. Sometimes we're yep. just helping, That's know? why we're having these support groups. Yeah. And it's fun. It's great because, like I said, you forget you have MS for that two hours of your life on Monday yeah. and Wednesday because you're just sitting there laughing about something. Sometimes you get serious and sometimes we don't. Yep. And that's what I enjoy right. about it. So I've attended a couple of them. And what I really liked about it is that you know, it starts at seven usually, mm-hmm. but like some people can't get on till eight and it's just like when they get there, they're welcomed. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether they can be there for 10 minutes or the whole time or whatever it is, right. but everybody feels very welcomed because when you come on, Lily's always like, hi, so-and-so. <laughs> and it felt like you knew everybody mm-hmm. so personally, mm-hmm. because I think when we get to that point, where we're feeling safe in a group, we really start to get to that level of vulnerability where we can share what we're thinking. And when a lot of people are coming together in a similar situation, I think that it 
it allows for that. It allows for that sharing. It allows for that openness and the safety. So I really like that because you're taking this static thing, this internet thing where you don't really know people and you're bringing them together to a place where they actually can interact authentically. And so how long have you been doing that for? Oh goodness. Since January, I think we've been, we started the Facebook zoom. January, February. Yeah. January, February. And it's took off right away, which is great. More and more. Yeah, yeah, that is great. Yeah. So how many people do you say are in the group, have come to the Zoom? And what are some of the things that you've seen that have helped to support people? We have a nice turnout on on the Zoom meetings. We really do. Never know how they come and go through the whole meeting. Right. I think on Monday. Mondays are our busiest It's the busiest. And we can have up to like 20 people. Wow. At a time. So that's pretty cool. Uh What I do like about it is that normally, you know, how everybody likes to talk and they can cut each other off. They don't do that. They allow people to, to speak, especially when there's a new person. They, everyone t- introduces themselves and says a little bit about themselves to try to form, you know, have the person warm up, which is pretty amazing. And, and those are actually our longest meetings when we have a, a new person, a newly diagnosed person, like we did on Monday. I think, oh that, I think yeah. our Monday meeting ended like at 11 p.m. So tell me a bit about that process. How do you get them to warm up and everything so quickly? It's, I it's, think it's just the chemistry of how they see everyone in that group speak amongst themselves. And they know that you can talk about anything. We're not going to judge you. This is a non-judgment zone. You can speak of anything. And because most likely... One of us have been through that. Yeah, I've had people message me before they got on Zoom to know yeah. what they can talk about. What and I said, you can talk about whatever you yeah. want, but they're wanting, they're going on there for the MS issues, and it's just oh. And we tell them, no, you you can talk about anything. You're not going to be yep. judged. Yep. <laughs> And they do. So nothing's off limits, really, right? No judgment, like you said. And I think that's really key because sometimes I'm in spaces and I'm like, can I ask this question? I'm going to sound stupid. Mm -hmm. Like the first time I had Lermit's sign, I thought, which I'm sure you guys know what that is, that kind of like electric shock feeling that you get down your back. Okay. So the first time I had that, I thought it was caused by my medication and I felt dumb asking people about it. Like, is this an MS thing or not? And have you had this before? I didn't know. And so when you come to a group like that, it's nice to feel safe and not judged. And I'm not going to feel attacked by anyone. We're going to be open to ideas. And I think that that's super key too. Now, that's a great way for us messers to support each other. And hopefully we'll be gaining more and more people as time goes on to MS Friends United. And those in-person meetings are going to be the jam and we got to promote those. But I want to know a little bit more about your support at home. Lily, you have four girls, I have right? Four girls. They are amazing. They really are. They forget that I have MS every once in a while because they think I can still keep up. That's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. I'm glad that they don't see me as mom has something wrong. They're great. So I can talk to them about a lot of things. 
Do they understand a lot of things? No, they don't. What are their ages? Oh, 23, 20, 17, and one going on 16 next week. <laughs> okay. So they've lived a little bit of life. Yes. But not as much as us. Right. And so they still see mom as that lady that's going to Universal and riding the roller coasters. Right. And all of that. So some things need to be adapted. I know I get vertigo now. Mm -hmm. So there's no roller coasters for me in my future. I didn't really like them anyway. I just went on to join the crowd. But so how is that dynamic between you guys? What does that support from the girls look like? I'm sure that you know, it's really special. They're, they're notice, I notice that they notice me. They notice my changes. I'm going to say if I'm doing something with them, they can see when I'm starting to wear down a little bit and I just need five minutes to sit whenever I'm doing something. So I need to give my body that five minute recharge before I get up and do it again. And they're like, don't worry, mom, we got this. So I like that. Or if they notice that I'm my energy level is going down, mom, you need to sit down for five minutes. We'll finish this off. So they're very good about that. Even like this couple of weeks ago, we started cleaning the patio and stuff because my oldest got engaged and we had her engagement party at, at our house. And I had to clean the windows and they're like, you're not climbing that ladder. We're doing that. You know, so <laughs> yeah, a good thing because I couldn't climb that ladder anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it sounds like they embrace that core value of yours, teamwork. Yes. A house full of empowered women, one getting sent off pretty soon. So I love that. Don't you feel taken care of in a way like they're going to be there for you? I do. I do. I know that they will always be there for me. They're great. I actually instilled them since they were little to give back to people. You help others. So I, of course, they were part of Girl Scouts and church, school, sports, everything. So I instilled, you have to help each other out because when you need it, you need somebody there for you. You can't turn a blind eye because if you ever need help, you don't want that person, someone else to give you that blind eye. So they've learned to appreciate and help others. That's essential to just living life and being a good human being, I think. And we see that. I think that we need that more and more. I know I'm in education. We talk about social emotional learning. And I think that seeing things from other people's point of view is so essential. Mm -hmm. And them having that experience throughout their life of knowing to help others. And now you being in this situation, it becomes more real and tangible for them. And so, Darren, what's that like for you at home? And what did you say? Missouri? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Lily and I are hanging out in Orlando here. So Missouri is like a far off land. So tell us what that's like for you. Well, it's, I don't know. There's times I get aggravated. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I mean, mm -hmm. I think my wife, she understands the situation. She just, I don't know how to say it. She tries to understand, I guess, but she has no idea of how I actually feel, which any of us MSers know that a lot of people have no idea. But my family, it's like my sister probably knows more about MS than anybody. And she's a nurse and she understands it more than anybody. She's always sending me stuff and trying to be supportive. My mom and dad and my wife, they're all... <laughs> 
I can't do that. You know, it's like I'm constantly dumb. I can't do that anymore. You know, and I can't. It's and they sometimes I they think get aggravated because I can't do it. So they're just going to have to learn. <laughs> it's gone. You <laughs> need to expose them. Yeah, and I think that it takes a little bit of exposure, right? Because not everyone has built in empathy, right? And they think they understand and they don't. And right. I can see one of the people I interviewed recently, Sitting Bull UK, he said he talks about the difference between people with disabilities and able-bodied people. Yeah. And I think that that's really key because I can't look at you and say, you're a bad person. You don't understand. You don't understand what I'm going through. And seeing that from the other person's perspective. So there's a lot of patience that comes along with that. Yep. But it takes a lot of time. I was diagnosed seven years ago, and I'm still trying to explain to my family the ins and outs of what I go through and what that really feels like and looks like. So I think it, you know, if you don't walk in the shoes, then it's very difficult, Darren. And so I'm so glad that you have MS Friends United and people like Lily in your life that you can talk to and that really do understand. Lots of them out there to talk to. <laughs> yeah. There's a million of us in the United States is what I hear. Exactly. Yeah. I know we've been doing that little research as well. And for, for trying to think of places we can have these in-person events. And like what cities have a high number of people with MS. We learned that Syracuse actually has a very high number yeah. of MS patients. Really? I used to live there. So that's interesting. But Darren mentioned earlier, we chose... Colorado Springs for our first event because it's centralized where a lot of one of our board members lives in Colorado and it was a central place of people who are in our groups that they can travel and come to this thing and actually meet each other for the first time that's what they want that's what they want yeah and I said you know what I still drive if I have to go pick you up take an hour drive I will pick you up I will be your Uber driver. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. We can fly out of Orlando together because I live right by the airport, Lily. So we're on it. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So I think that that's really key is finding places where there's going to be a lot of us. So we have easy access. And so there's way more hubs, I want to say, that we can do. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of these in the future. So what is the process for your fundraising? What is that going to look like? Darren, share with us. Spill the beans. You didn't ask me that. I'm going, well, my first, wow, I don't even know. Where I'm going to start with this. By, by starting out, I'm going to start sending out letters basically Monday to different. I just want to send letters out to places I know will donate money for the cause. I can't go through the list of everybody I've got in my head, but it's that's how I'm going to start. And we're maybe talking about having some raffles. So I've got a friend that's offered to give us some mobility devices of, yeah the raffle off mm-hmm. and that's awesome yeah, to, buy a ticket you know yeah. to the event for a dollar yeah and that'll give you a chance to win yeah that right right device. that's a great idea i'm starting we're starting out 
slowly and I just can't go boom, you know? So, yes. So, but that's my, we'll just start out. I'll see what I can do. I know it's not easy. So. No, but we all start somewhere, right? And I think anybody can do it. It's people in our space because we do embrace that team kind of vision as MSers. I think it's the community is super unique that way. Right. I don't see other communities in such a space where we really come together like we do. And it's really important to provide this, what you're providing for people, because I don't think it exists in such a, this unique way. It's always tied to something corporate. Right. And MS Society does a lot of good and a lot yes, of help, they do. but they have corporate sponsors and things. And this is just very unique. That is not the case. And I applaud you guys for getting started and coming on the show and letting people know about it and keep talking and spreading the word because awareness is key. And not only for people with MS, but those who don't have it for our families. The same thing is Darren, my family knows they're empathetic, I guess is the right word, but they don't, they don't really don't understand. If I say I'm tired, oh, I'm tired too. Yeah. No, you don't understand (laughs) Um, no, that's called sympathy. Yes. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't understand that I cannot open my eyes right now. Like it's impossible. And I don't, I'm not tired yeah. like a traditional sense. It's, Fatigue it's, is it's my, a bizarre feeling. It's my nightmare. Yeah. Um, but I am, I did get a prescription that has helped me out a lot with it. Great. But fatigue is my Yeah, I say the struggle is real for Mm -hmm. sure. I I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is. And acknowledging it and taking action to support yourself, like going and seeking that extra support, whether it's a medication or whatever that support's going to look like, I think is really key. And so through MS Friends United, I think you guys are going to do some great things. So And you've already experienced lots of this. Friends become family. People need inspiration and support. Nothing is off limits. There's no judgment with you guys. And sometimes you just need, Lily, that five-minute recharge. And please don't turn a blind eye when you see somebody that needs something. Support them. So tell us where we can reach out to you and find MS Friends United. The website is up and running, and it's msfriendsunited.com. And also you can find it on the .org and .net. Our Facebook group is MS Friends for Life. That's the name of the group. And you can join the group. Anyone can join the group. And there, every time we do have set up the dates for the Zoom meetings, I he'll post, Darren will post it. I copy, and I make create an event, and I send it to every member. So every member gets an invite, which actually works well. I was asked to do that. And when I said, am I bothering everybody every Monday and Wednesday sending out this invite? <laughs> no, I think it's great. The flexibility of all of it. Yeah. And like I said, you don't need to arrive exactly mm-hmm. at seven and you're welcome whenever. And I felt that as soon as I entered the room, the Zoom room. And I just want to thank you guys for everything you're doing for our community and just your lovely presence. And I think people can feel that, that they, that you guys are there in good spirit and for good reason. And so thank you so much. I hope you guys 
do very well and I'm here to support you. So keep in touch with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Keep thriving. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. If you would like to join our growing community of thrivers, there are a lot of ways to do so. Visit the website at thrivingoversurvivingpodcast.com. There you'll find links to all our social media, my blog, and lots more. See you next time when we chat it up with another autoimmune warrior on the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. Keep thriving.